You are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga Podcast. Today and every single week, I break down the most popular yoga poses. Also check out the free audio yoga classes on this podcast. Visit my website, lovebreezybreeyoga.com and subscribe to my newsletter where you get access to free yoga sequences every single month. Check out the show notes for information about today's yoga pose and my Instagram link where you can see this pose in action. And thank you so much for listening. Namaste. Hello, yogis. So let's go ahead and jump right into this week's yoga pose breakdown. So I've been sequencing this posture in my classes a ton lately. And one of the reasons why is because it's one of those postures that's accessible to all levels. It is a beginner's posture, but there's a lot of different variations of this one posture to allow it to become more challenging for other practitioners, for more advanced asana practitioners. There's also ways to utilize this exact posture to add more balance to the sequence, more of a hip opener stretches, as well as hamstring, quadriceps stretches. This wakes up the forearms. You can do a lot with this one posture. And just like most yoga postures, we have to realize that some of the most simplistic postures can be the most beneficial to the body. As well, it's one of the beautiful challenges that I have as a yoga teacher and sequencer is figuring out how to take a posture through all the levels, right? So that they can be accessible to beginners and keep more advanced practitioners challenged. I also love having the opportunity to take a posture and figure out how I can sequence it to change it up a little bit instead of always placing it in this one particular order, maybe taking it out of order, instead of always opening a class with a certain posture, maybe deciding to use, like for instance, Shavasana as an opener is really great. So Definitely, if you're not used to practicing some of the more basic postures, and this may be considered basic for some, take a step back and kind of tune back into your practice. It's important to allow the body to experience lots of different variations so that you can have the most helpful opportunities for your body to make that connection, okay? So even if something mindfully seems like it's not, really in your wheelhouse, try to think about why you feel that way, making sure ego is not talking to you and that you're open to allow things to come in. So with that, let's go ahead and let's break down reverse table pose. Now reverse tabletop is what I call it, is also known as half upward plank pose. And it is a yoga posture that stretches the front side of the body and strengthens the core and arm muscles. It is a great pose to counteract a long day of forward-facing action, such as computer work, driving, or even if you've been traveling on a plane. Now, reverse table also restores balance to the body after sports and activities that require forward motion, such as swimming, biking, or playing tennis. So this pose actually goes by several different names. Some just call it tabletop, although a little confusing, right? Um, Others call it half reverse plank 
Obviously, we called it reverse tabletop, which is what I call it. But when I'm teaching to kids, I love calling it crab because if you remember, there is crab pose or do the crab walk and you basically do reverse tabletop and you actually can motion your body around the room in a circle or whatever. Kids love it. So it's a very fun posture, as you can tell. Now, the actual um, name in Sanskrit is Ardha Purvantasana and Ardha meaning have, Purva or Purva meaning east, Ut meaning intense, Tan or Tan meaning to stretch and of course Asana meaning pose. So I'll have this in the show notes so you can see it for yourself. But this actually comes from the fuller variation or the more intermediate variation of reverse plank and also known as upward plank pose, which we will break down in next week's episode. And that is just purva uttanasana. So just taking out artha, which means half, okay? So now you get it. All right, now these words actually mean something. (laughs) So in Sanskrit, it is all about the fact that ancient yogis considered the front side of the body the east side and that's because they would practice yoga while facing the sun as it rose from the east so think of the sun salutations right so when the body's exposed that's the east side so purva meaning east is always going to be present when the chest is rising in these postures okay I love it. Now, with that said, the benefits of this reverse tabletop posture is that it provides a deep stretch to the upper body, including your shoulders, chest, abdomen, and spine. Now, this pose will build strength throughout all the core muscles and the muscles surrounding your spine, and it also improves balance and posture. Additionally, it will strengthen the wrists arms, your glutes, your legs, and your back. Now, opening up the entire front side of the body is invigorating and energizing, which provides relief from fatigue and stress. So some of the precautions you want to take is definitely do not practice this if you have carpal tunnel syndrome, if you have a shoulder, neck, or wrist injury, and always practice within your own range of limits and abilities, and definitely If you have any medical concerns, talk with your practitioner before engaging in yoga. So we're going to begin by sitting on the floor with our legs extended in front of us and our arms resting at our sides. We're going to find ourselves in a seated staff pose or dandasana. So rooting from the ground to the crown, okay? We're going to bend our knees and place your feet flat on the floor. So your knees are going to be about hip distance apart now. You're going to place your hands several inches behind your hips, shoulder width apart. Press your palms flat and turn your fingertips inward so that they point in the same direction you are facing toward your toes. Now, if your um, wrists don't allow that rotation, then you could just point your fingers behind you, okay? On an inhale, you're going to place your hands firmly into the earth as your feet Also press, and you're going to start to straighten your elbows and lift your hips toward the ceiling. Draw your shoulder blades firmly into your back and lift your chest up. Try to bring your chest, torso, and knees into one straight line parallel to the floor. 
and keep your legs activated and firm. Do not squeeze your glutes, so start to allow the glutes to relax a little. Press down through all 10 toes. Now here, if you're comfortable, you can then slowly start to take your eyes toward the sky, just opening up the throat. And if you want even more, you can start to take your eyes behind you. Otherwise, just keep your eye gazes forward and focus on your breath. And then you're going to hold this posture for up to 10 breaths. You can slowly release out of it when you're ready and come back to Dandasana or Staff Pose. So we're going to talk about a few modifications and variations. So as I mentioned, this will build your arm and core strength, improve your balance and posture, and stretch out your entire body. But it might take a while to build up enough strength and flexibility to hold the pose for more than a breath or two. So just begin by taking it slowly and work within your own limits. Now try these simple changes and let's see if you can have a variation that's more suitable for your practice. So you can decide to only lift your hips as high as your body currently allows. So never force the pose. So maybe you're just slowly hovering the tail over the earth, okay? If you have trouble keeping your hips lifted, you can actually place a yoga block bolster or blankets under your hips to support your pelvis. Allow your weight to rest on the block and gradually lift your hips as you build strength. Now students with less strength or flexibility, or one or the other, both, can also practice the pose with their hands on the edge of a chair that is secured against a wall. I love this. If any of you ever do like bodybuilding, then tricep dips might start to come to mind when you think about this, okay? So you can hold onto the edges of the chair seat and then lift your pelvis toward the sky and come into the pose that way. More experienced students can actually try keeping your glutes relaxed in the pose, which allows you or kind of encourages you to only use your thigh muscles to lift your hips. So as you relax, your glutes are going to start to sink toward the earth and you're going to energetically through your quads and your thighs, the entire thigh muscle there, start to lift up and float the body back toward the sky. Now, more advanced students can actually extend the legs straight and go into your nice reverse plank. So one of the other things that I love to offer in this posture in, in the actual reverse tabletop is if you want to turn this into a hip opener, you can actually cross one leg over the thigh. And as you dip your hips toward the earth, your chest is going to come a little bit up and the legs are going to fold in toward you, making this not only a strength pose, a balancing pose, but also a hip opener, stretching the legs and also engaging your bandhas. So that's an option. Another option is going into tabletop and just lifting one leg toward the sky, either pointing the toes up or flexing the toes back toward your nose. You can even do some kick-ups, or you can even take your leg long, one leg at a time, and just do some leg raises. So those are a few options if you want to take this posture into some deeper variations, make it a little bit more challenging, more strength-based, engaging your core and your abdomen muscles a little bit more, and of course your bandhas. So 
some of the tips to remember is keep your shoulder blades moving in toward each other. This will actually help lift through your heart center, lifting up your chest. Press your feet evenly into the floor. Do not roll the outer edges of your feet. So keep the balls and everything really planted through all points. Your thighs should be active and engaged throughout the posture. Press down through each knuckle of your fingers and stack your shoulders directly over your wrist. Now, if your neck hurts or feels compressed, do not drop your head back. Instead, you can tuck your chin slightly towards your chest, just giving your thyroid gland a little bit of compression and a little bit of a massage. Now, keep your arms straight and fully engaged. Do not collapse into your shoulders. So this is also a great posture for... Um, if you tend to slouch a lot or you just have, you know, some challenging posture of your own, or even if you just find yourself doing a lot of back bends and yoga. So this is a great posture to sequence in if you have a heavy back bending class. And then of course, taking this into some of the higher variations can just make your practice more challenging more exciting and you could do a little bit here and there. So there's a few other cool things you can do with the posture, but ultimately it, it in itself is perfectly amazing. So thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed your reverse tabletop. If you want to just walk around your room and take a little crab walk, I highly encourage you. Have a great rest of your personal practice. Go in peace. Namaste. I am so honored that you are listening to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. Never miss an episode. Download the free app on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Please also rate the show with five stars. I would greatly appreciate that. Visit me on my website at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. I include free yoga sequences every single month. You can leave a comment or message me and we can connect. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful personal practice. Namaste. Namaste.